your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast, your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. All right, so today we're going to talk about horses that nip slash bite. And this isn't a question from anyone, but a clinic we just got done with. There were a few people asking about that, so we're just going to cover that for a minute. Okay, so the best the best thing for a nipping or biting horse is to learn how to be the kind of person that never sets up a horse to start doing that in the first place. Okay, another thing to keep in mind is when a horse nips or bites, they are... Think of it as they are using their muzzle to invade your personal space. So like when we talk about yielding the front end, for example, well, that would be a really great exercise to do with a horse that nips or bites. Because see, if you teach that same horse that his muzzle is, or you know any other part of his body for that matter, is not to come within, say, four or five feet of your body unless you ask it to, well, then, see, that horse can never even start to uh, stumble onto the thought of nipping or biting. Now, if your horse is already doing that, oh, and let me, I should probably emphasize this a little more. So um, the, the yielding the shoulders exercise is a thing that we do at all the clinics, and we've got footage of it on the uh the website with all of our training videos and stuff, buckroocrew.com. So if you go in the virtual clinic on that website and you watch the section called gaining shoulder control on the ground, you'll notice that we're going up and we're kind of putting, uh, we're kind of pushing or waving our flag or hand or whatever up by the horse's cheek muzzle area to teach him to yield his face and nose away from a human. And then, you know, the the next step is he learns to yield his front end away from a human. So he gets to where you can turn him away from you and he gets, you know, you want him to get real good at that. So, you know, if you, let's say you had a horse that one day was going to end up being a horse that bit or nipped. Well, if you taught him that, especially before all that went down, well, then, you know, it would probably never start happening in the first place. Okay, so with a horse that already does nip or bite, uh, one of the first things you want to not stop doing but change how you're doing it is giving treats and, you know, loving on him and petting him and letting him love on you and all that kind of stuff. So, Remember, it's always okay for the human to approach the horse. So as long as the horse is standing still and not trying to come in and crowd you, it's totally fine to go to him and love on him and pet him or, you know, even give him a treat or whatever. Where that becomes a problem is, is when the horse walks up onto the human and then starts nuzzling or pushing or rubbing on the human and then the human, instead of getting that horse to yield its face and its body, they just give it a treat and start petting on it. So, 
see the timing of when you give treats, for example, is uh, it's all about is your horse in a good state of mind? Is he doing the right thing when you go to give it to him? Or is he, you know, kind of all up in your grill trying to be in your pocket, as a lot of people would say? Uh, so you would want to make sure you stop giving treats when he was all up in your pocket. First, before giving him the treat, you would want to have him yield and get back off of you. And then right when he does that, you immediately go to him and give him the treat. So that would just that alone would probably change or fix the behavior completely. Now, another thing that you can do, you know, generally the story is the horse bit. I reprimanded him in some kind of way, but he's still biting. Okay, well, the reason it did, that usually doesn't ever work is because it was done after the fact. Uh, this is a really good example of where you want to start being a few seconds ahead and getting there before it happens. So learn to read your horse and see when he's starting to get the thought of it. An example is when, let's say you're standing there tightening the cinch or whatever, when he just starts to bend around there, that's when you would put the pressure on him and like let him run into your elbow or let him run into the butt of the palm of your hand or something like that. So you wouldn't want to do it beforehand because then the timing is off and you're not setting it up to where the horse thinks the pressure was self-inflicted. But you also don't want to be so late that he bends around there and bites and then you do something about it after the fact because that doesn't really work. So as an example, you would be standing there tightening your cinch or whatever and you would just kind of be watching his nose out of the corner of your eye. And right when he started to bend around there, you would just kind of step right towards his muzzle and kind of extend your elbow out and kind of bump him, a.k.a. let him run into your elbow. So, see, in that situation, we got there at the thought. We uh, Ray Hunt would say, you know, before a horse does anything, he gets ready to do it. And that's where you want to intervene is when he is getting ready to do it, not after he does it. Uh, so what else could we say about biting? Uh, also think of it like this. Uh, you, you will never see a horse that truly has good groundwork and that also nips and bites because a horse that truly has good groundwork is not going to do any kind of motion or have any idea to do anything unless the human is initiating it, right? So... A horse that has really good groundwork will simply just stand there and not really do anything unless the human is causing the horse to do something. So, when a horse is getting an idea of biting, that's the horse having an idea that the human didn't have, and that is that can be traced back to the root of the horse's groundwork not being how it should be. Generally, uh, you know, if, if the human is really caught up on not letting the horse crowd or... Uh, or well yeah basically just crowd or be up in your space well then that person would probably never have a horse that wound up with a habit of biting but as a quick recap the main key is be ready and be there before he actually does it 
and set up the timing to where the pressure is self-inflicted and he runs into your elbow or your hand. Uh, one time Tom Dorrance was helping somebody with this and he actually had them stand by the rib cage and then he would stand right behind that person and he would have his walking cane with the rubber uh, with the rubber butt thing on the very tip of it. And he would just point his cane and have it about four or five inches away from the muzzle. And then they would just kind of wait. And then right when that horse would bend around there to nip at the person, Tom would just have his cane right there and he would just kind of bump, a.k.a. let the horse run into the end of his cane. And that is how they went about fixing that problem. So before it happens... All right, I hope that helps you uh, hope that helps you guys out and we will talk to you next time. You've been listening to the Carson James podcast. Real, simple horsemanship. Subscribe now to get new questions answered every week. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends. 